But now, Chef Nevin McGuire and Aoife Cargi, wine and drinks editor at Image Interiors and Living, have joined me. And we're going to be talking all things Christmas dinner and Christmas drinks. And you'll find all the recipes and the suggestions on our website, rte.ie forward slash Marion. Guys, you're both very Great welcome. Thanks so, so Nevin, we'll start with yeah. you. So we've a f- few days to go before Christmas. Uh, what can people be doing now to make things a bit easier on the day? We can get stuck into the ham oh, now, yeah. for example. For sure, yeah. you can cook okay. it and you can you either braise it in some cider, some vegetables. If you cook on the bone, off the bone, I'm doing mine off the bone, it'll cook faster. Store it in the fridge and then you can glaze it. Like I bought in a lovely glaze, so it's a, an apricot and ginger glaze with star anise. Or you can use one with honey and balsamic, so you need acidity. So the ham is kind of rich and lovely and fatty. Make sure you're buying Irish ham that's really important and Irish meat uh, so that we're supporting the farmers so this can be made and this will keep for weeks so it will even if you make too much you can give okay. it as a little gift and, and then we do do the glazing kind of yeah. under a, a grill or in a hot oven, oven on the day yeah. I would do it in the oven Brendan yeah. and I'd get a big uh, kind of Pyrex dish lined with parchment paper save on the wash up you're going to thank me for that your listeners at home uh, keep brushing that not just once you keep basting it with, it with a little paintbrush or a pastry brush and spoon over that lovely glaze so it's sticky it's sweet it's sweet it's sour it's gorgeous the ham for me is hard to beat and you're right you can make it the day ahead I bought in a couple of things that you can make well ahead for mm-hmm. one of the recipes for a starter um, that I love is a wild mushroom and chestnut soup there's no flour in it there is cream there's vegetable stock there's thyme that will keep in your fridge now for four to five days and you can freeze it it's okay, lovely so you can do that today. yeah just fry that off a little bit of stock tiny little bit of cream use some wild mushrooms and if you use some wild mushrooms get the dried ones and you soak them in a little bit of boiling water uh, you could put smoked bacon into this but if you have a vegetarian coming you can leave it totally without and make it with vegetable stock I have mang made with a chicken stock and it's really gorgeous blend it with the hand blender and it's really really lovely okay. chestnuts too in it and is that a roll of of yes. stuffing it is. Well, in tinfoil okay, yeah. so. so it's like a Christmas cracker and just for your listeners like this can be made now today or tomorrow and it'll keep for four or five days up to a week stuffing in the fridge lots of lovely breadcrumbs I'm using dried fruits dried apricots some uh, onion uh, some dried cranberries and then you soften them with lots of butter and then and you're rolling it yeah, up you roll it just like a Christmas cracker that's it there and then sl- what, yeah. slice it up on slice the day. it up and okay. then I, what I would do Brennan is put that into the oven for about 20 minutes so when your turkey's resting because everyone's oven is busy Christmas day so you you've roasted your turkey you need to let it rest I'll explain about that uh, later on but then take that out and then warm that in the oven uh, when your turkey's in there and that'll take about 15-20 minutes so there are things like I made a lovely little butter so what do we want from our turkey we want it moist succulent and delicious and this is a horrific and turkey butter. is none of those things if you ask me but go on <laughs> oh, now come on you're being a bit harsh now I think I, I think turkey chicken, I think well okay yeah. okay but listen treat uh, your turkey like a like a just a larger chicken that, that is okay. that is the reality so this is just some really nice Irish butter with a lovely spice called harissa so you mix that together with some lemon and orange zest and I've this made here we all think of garlic butter but all these lovely spice butters are gorgeous uh, from one of my TV shows I put in some chorizo so you could use some nice chorizo with that into the butter put that over your turkey breast and then lots of smoky streaky bacon but that will keep now for the next few lovely. days so that sounds yeah. like it would put a bit of flavour into the old Absolutely, turkey in, in, in fairness yeah. <laughs> you're also t- uh, saying desserts can be done in advance Nevin. for sure I mean like one of the recipes that I've given you well two of the recipes um, kind of like some spiced um, 
pears. So pears are in season, you peel them with a potato peeler, you cut them in half and then you poach them with some apple juice, a little bit of honey or maple syrup and some star anise. I love star anise and cinnamon and you could use a little bit of mixed spice. They'll keep for a week in your fridge and you'd serve them at room temperature and also I've given you a recipe for a hot fudge sauce. So that would be an alternative to the Christmas pudding. It's called a Pirabella Helen. So your pears, which are at room temperature, your lovely fudge sauce, which is good chocolate cream. There's a little bit of milk in that and some cool swan, which is an Irish cream liqueur, which is gorgeous. Made in Cavan too, by the way. And then what we do is drizzle that over the pears with some vanilla ice cream and it's okay. a lovely, lovely dessert. So it is. And, and Nevin, you, you end up cooking usually for like what, 20, 30 people? Ah, yeah, the most Christmas. I've done is about 37 people. But it's, it's, you see, we're closed. So we'll, we're open today, tomorrow, then we're closed for five days. And I just love cooking for the family and, you know, some friends. And yeah, that's what it's all about. Aoife, what know. does your family do for Christmas? Um, well, we used to have, we used to have very kind of like set traditions. There was one like where we always had a massive breakfast, including like a, like a steak and the, the full fry, you know, and then we'd have dinner much later. But we've kind of brought things back a little bit earlier now. So, but the one thing I think that is, like has to say is champagne o'clock at about noon. That you start Isn't, the day. We're good to go at noon, with, are we? You reckon? Yeah. yeah so th- yeah. I think we're gonna we're all gonna gather this year. Eleven about noon, at a the push, I would say. Hmm? <laughs> Eleven at a push if you're visiting. Yeah, but yeah. I think it's important to start with start with quality. You know, you might be drinking champagne all day. Okay, but so get a good drop for yeah, for something the first a little special, yeah. something a little different. I think last year we had. Um, Bollinger, uh, the rosé Bollinger. Um, this year I'm kind of thinking there's a gorgeous um, Tasmanian sparkling wine called Jantz. Okay. And my brother-in-law actually is from Tasmania and they served it at their wedding. So it's kind of like a nice family connection or I'm thinking maybe I was over in, in um, Penadays recently uh, where they make cava and really fell in love with the, the, the cava brut nature. So made without any added sugar. And they're just, okay. because... Because we're going Prosecco crazy these days, aren't we? Cava doesn't get a look in. It they, doesn't get a look in yeah. and it's unfair. I think there's some really great better, quality cavas out I there. So. And they're much more reasonable than mm-hmm. champagne. They're made in the same style, so they're bottle fermented. Um, so they have more complexity. Um, but because because Spain has more sunshine than, than champagne, they're naturally kind of riper and richer. So they don't need to add that extra sugar. So okay. they, they're just beautiful drinks. So, so consider, yeah, so consider a bit of cava this year. By the way, can I just say to people... Uh, will you please stop texting in about the script? There are two more lyrics to come, so just hold your horses <laughs> away, right? And in the meantime, we will talk presents. Now, Nevin, I know you've just launched your own cookware range with Dunn Stores that's called Cook with Nevin McGuire. Uh, how long was that in the works? Yeah, well, we've been testing it for the last two years. So uh, there's 70 different products from pots, pan, knives, saucepans, um, tea towels, crockery, and yeah, two years. Two okay, years, so, so it's, it's, it's going really well. I'm okay, and we'll We'll move beyond okay, your own brand you. now, Nevin. <laughs> Did I get a plug in, in there? Of, well, in this is like, of, you, thanks, you got, you got that plug in. <laughs> that That's plug. it Thank now, you. Right? Okay, okay. Now, uh, in terms of buying someone uh, f- foodie presents or presents for the home cook, knives always a kind of uh, a stalwart if someone doesn't have good the, knives. The one question I'm always asked is pots, pans and knives. They're, they're the one question, uh, how to cook the perfect steak. So if you get a really good... Um, whether cast iron pan or a griddle pan really good knives I think as in the kitchen utensils a good hand blender a Bamix is definitely worth the investment um, for blending soups for making purees it's excellent we have them in the kitchen we use them in the cookery school and it's really good the motor is very fast they're made in Switzerland you look them up in line they're about 100 euros so they're not that cheap but they're excellent they're a lifetime investment 
cookers. Okay. That's the way I look at it. Really and the slow cookers and pressure cookers ah, yeah. are back as well. I think slow cookers definitely. Um, I remember doing a piece with Marion last year, and the amount of questions I've got this year, they're definitely on the increase. And it's something that I probably need to be a lot more aware of for doing recipes. Mm. Can they work in slow cookers? They certainly can. It's a great gift because everyone's busy, so they can put their meal for the when they come back from dinner, even over the Christmas. You can cook your ham. I had a lady saying, "Could you cook your ham in a slow cooker?" Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. So just practice it. It's a different way of cooking. It's low and slow. You use lesser use cuts like lamb shanks, chicken thighs, all that. Are but they, but they come out like butter. Oh, they do. Melt in the mouth. Yeah, you yeah. eat them with a spoon. We, we got a thing called a multi-cooker, Gorgeous. which has revolutionised things. And it does oh. rice as well. Does it? It does rice Fantastic. as well. Yeah, and it's it's great. Aoife, a drink-related present, say, for the whiskey lover? So I think it's a great idea to maybe get a, a bottle of something, but a book as well. Like get something where you're giving okay. them a kind of a broader experience. So I would really recommend um, the uh, the guys from New York, the Dead Rabbit Bar. They've won like best bar in the world and um, best cocktail bar and so on. They have a book out that they produced um, they, they they launched this year called From Barley to Blarney, A Whiskey Lover's Guide to Ireland. And they basically went around oh. in a van and they visited all of the, the whiskey distilleries. So there's 22 whiskey distilleries in the book it's going to be out of date within a year or two because there's so many opening all the time um, and then 50 of their favourite pubs so it's a great book that you could have like you know in the car in the glove box or you could be sitting at home drinking your whiskey you know planning your, your next excursions so the whole distillery tour is going, thing is going to be really kick off and this is a great way of kind of maybe planning oh I'm going to Cork next summer you know I'll I'll hit up a couple of these distilleries so and there, there's a certain type of I think it's largely men these days who are cocktail nerds now yeah. and who take Take it really, really seriously. Have you got something for them? Yeah, so I would suggest um, maybe a cocktail experience and or like a cocktail class or a cocktail experience. So for example, the Little Pig, the Blind Pig and the Little Pig people in Dublin, um, they are doing, they do monthly cocktail classes, but they're also, they've one coming up uh, with Chinnery Gin, which is a beautiful new gin kind of with these Chinese spices and a lovely backstory, Irish gin. So they're doing a, an event in the for the Chinese New Year. So you could, I, I think maybe, you know, going along with somebody and, and maybe maybe a, a bottle as well. To, as okay, and 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 you spend a bit of time with them as well. Yeah, exactly. And look, we that have like we fun. have yeah. uh, wow. gifts for the beer lover and gifts for the wine lover as well. They'll all be going up on the website. Just to, to finish off, Eva, you're suggesting a wine preserver or a hip flask as well. Yeah. So I'm a big festival lover, and I would not go to a festival without my hip flask. And as as I've gotten older, my my whiskies have gotten better that I bring in the, right. in the hip flask with me, and it's just a really lovely thing to have. Okay. Or, or okay. if people are camping or whatever. Um, the other thing is the wine, the wine pump. I love my wine preserver. So it means you can open a nice bottle of wine, have a glass, and then it'll it'll keep for the rest of the week. Absolutely. The you know? Great, Fantastic, great knacky little yeah, thing. Yeah, so just yeah. little small, That's very, very affordable. Yeah. yeah. Um, Nevin, the, the recipe that you are asked most about at this time of year, I know, <laughs> the is turkey. the buttermilk brine <laughs> yeah. roast crown of turkey. So give, yeah, give it just a few tips okay, on that. So uh, just for your listeners, it's off the bone. It's the crown. It's the breast of turkey, you know. Um, and what you do is you marinate it for 24 hours up to 48 hours with buttermilk a little bit of rosemary you can use tarragon thyme and sliced orange and um, also some garlic You what the what the buttermilk does it gives you the most succulent tender turkey you'll ever taste so I actually have mine marinating at the moment and then you lift it out of the buttermilk you pat it dry with kitchen paper and then that lovely butter which we spoke about lots the of that smoky butter, bacon yeah. onto a trivet onto a nice kind of like a turkey roaster with some water and vegetables and you're going to have the most so delicious so you put it on a bed yes. on a bed of vegetables yeah. 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 yeah absolutely on a bed of vegetables or you can get these turkey 
turkey roasters with a little trivet that is not sitting actually in the juices. So, and you covered for the first hour. So in the recipe that I've given you, it's 190 that we cook it at. 200 um, degrees would be would be the max I would cook my turkey at and 20 minutes per pound. Okay. Why I like the breasted turkey, Brendan, it's quick to cook and it's easy to carve and I think it's fantastic. So, I it's, think it's, so it's less of a mountain exactly, to find that's in the full exactly market. Now, yeah. you cook a goose. I love goose. Often, yeah. Well, we're very lucky, you know, in Black Lion, we have Thornhill Duck who produced the best duck and wonderful goose and he's been supplying us in Black Lion with duck and geese for over 30 years and he's also our neighbours and great friends so with the goose it's a rich meat um, I put orange and lemon into the cavity of it and I put thyme and then I just slow roast it for and about four and a half hours and would you get much off a, a goose you might get maybe <laughs> six to eight now okay. we might get ten or twelve I'm, <laughs> I'm only joking that's a joke you probably get You're six seven that joke, but, uh, yeah we are but I would serve that with red, red cabbage Brendan a lovely kind of like a um, sweet and sour red cabbage and then a honey and clove sauce which is gorgeous because it's a rich meat but there's nothing like goose it is unique it's not cheap it's expensive but it's beautiful Okay, it. okay. And you you also suggest maybe a roast rib of beef ah, on the bone I, as I an alternative. on the bone, you know. Yeah. And I may even recommend a lovely wine with that. We were just chatting before we came in here. Rib of beef on the bone is one of the greatest cuts. You seal it off in the pan, roast it in the oven, a little bit of salt, a little bit of um, pepper and then some rapeseed oil and it's just beautiful, nice and pink. And uh, yeah, over to you for the Okay, <laughs> Aoife, sure. for the, the, the Christmas dinner wine. So give us give us a, a, a couple of whites and a couple yeah. of reds. Well, the, the first thing I would say is just like, there's so many different flavours going on at Christmas time so keep it just food friendly like go for a food friendly general food friendly style of wine so um, people love I mean the whites people love the kind of classic styles like Chablis you've got a gorgeous one in, in Super Value for 15 euro very very good value but I would kind of say um, go for something a little bit different so I'm a big fan of Grunewald Liner and there is a really amazing value one in, in uh, Lidl at the minute for 7 49 and it's just got that silky kind of creamy texture a little bit of white pepper really really food friendly if you okay. like that'll be gone in about 10 minutes I'd say I love it but also if you, you know, try something a little bit different so if you like um, if you like Sauvignon Blanc maybe try go for a Riesling it has that kind of refreshing quality it has all that acidity but it's just something different you know and um, okay. there's some and do we want for for, for reds then with, mm. with a Christmas obviously you're eating white meat do you want to kind of like people do like a big bold red at Christmas but is that the right thing for the dinner not necessarily yeah. and also if you like tannins are going to be it's particularly if you've got the, the cranberry sauce and you've got all these different flavours going on I would recommend going for a lighter style so for example in the kind of classic style a vaccara from the Rhone has that it has the kind of Rhone blend but um of Grenache syrup Mouvedre but it has lovely acidity that's able to kind of handle and, and keep things fresh you know um, but I would suggest like a Pinot Noir is just such a food friendly wine Great, and again there's some now Burgundy is expensive so forget I mean buy Burgundy by all means if, you, if you're happy to and spend that money and probably overpriced at this time of the it's year as well it's just that so it? much in yeah. demand yeah. It, exactly so, so for example there's a cracking uh, German Pinot Noir they're normally called Spatburgunder but which kind of can name. be oh, kind of confusing but yeah. it's being sold um, actually again this is in this is actually in Lidl um, and it's for seven ninety nine, and it's juicy and it's gorgeous and it it has that it would go lovely with your your wild mushroom and uh, and chestnut soup but then it would see right through if you did want to go for something bigger something really fun is in um, O'Brien's at the minute they have a magnum of um, it's Porto 6 it's actually Portuguese blend made from just north of Lisbon and a magnum is just a fun thing to serve at a, you know at, to, maybe to bring if somebody else is cooking yeah. a dinner you want to yeah, okay. it gives a little bit of sense of occasion um, with the beef and, and blue cheese I think that's where you might want something bigger right so there's a there's a really brilliant um 
Chianti in, in Tesco, the Puccini Memoro. And it's just, it's kind of big and blousy without being cloying. It has lovely kind of vanilla spice and so on. Um, but I would suggest, personally, I think Christmas is a special time, right? And we would go out and we, we'd buy around without thinking about it in a pub. Okay. But, but you know, so for So I let for you push the board over. Give us the, give us the best, if we want to spend a little bit more, give us the best red and the best white. So to it. Okay. The, well, the, well. Okay. So, the, so you're going, you're going up the top. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll give you the kind of mid, the mid range. There's, there's a beautiful wines from from Greece, um, Assyrtiko or the Daphne grapes, and they are just they're they're so full of kind of sunshine. They're they're honeyed. They're rich. They'd be beautiful. These are whites, are they? White wines from yeah. Greece. Yeah. Gorgeous. I would wow. never think of Me going from yeah. Greek wine. Yeah. We're yeah. seeing more and more here yeah. now, and they're really good quality. And this one, this the Daphne is actually a grape that it's named after the the laurel tree, the bay tree, and it has this incredible kind of herbaceousness. Gorgeous. So. That's a really special one. The other one on the red that I would that I'd really recommend um, is the Pedro Paro. Um, it's from Itata Valley in Chile. We kind of think of Chile as cheap and cheerful, but if you if you go up a little bit in ones. price, there's some amazing Brilliant. value and quality. And this is from a cool climate, and it's just it's oh, it's layered and it's like it's so fragrant. It's a beautiful beautiful wine. Okay, I just want to uh, say that the. the Two of the wines there, people are looking for the names of them again. That red you were recommending is a Rebenmeister German Pinot Noir, and that's seven ninety nine in Little. And the Atlantis Santorini uh, 1550 at M&S is, is a Greek one you're Yeah, and then there's also there's the O'Brien's, the Gaia uh, Assyrtico as well, which is a little bit more. It's twenty two ninety five in O'Brien. So there's a few out there, uh, and I think they're, they're all going to be up on the website. Fantastic. Okay, we'll go back to food for a minute now. Now, Nevin, the thing is, I think for for me and for a lot of people, part of the main attraction of the Christmas dinner is the roast potatoes. Right. And there is, a, yeah. like, never mind discussions about how to cook the turkey. People will discuss endlessly about yeah. how to get the perfect roast potatoes. So what's your perfect roast potato? Well, I think the perfect roast potato is a rooster. First of all, it's the variety. And uh, you just peel them the night before. You can part steam them or you can part boil them. A little bit of salt, stop them from discolouring. Um I'm I'm two trains of thought. A beef dripping. Um, Pat Whelan made. Jay, uh, he's a butcher in Clamel. He's the most beautiful beef dripping, and you can put that into a tray with some garlic or rosemary, or you can use some duck fat from Skihanor. They're based in Ballydahab or you in can West get, Cork. You can get duck Rates fat is quite yeah. common at this time Perfect. of the year. Yeah, of course There's it is. You know, so it depends. Yeah. I think beef dripping is just delicious. You know, I had them the other night at home. We had a lovely little Christmas dinner, pre-Christmas dinner with goose. Mm. And we had the roast potatoes and you power cook them and you finish them off in a good hot oven about 200, 220 with your beef dripping, which are, um, I put garlic into it and rosemary and they're gorgeous. Don't turn them, let them crisp up, but make sure they're coated in the beef dripping. It's gorgeous. And in terms of, you know, is Nigella puts semolina on the outside no, and do any some of people score them. Don't do any of that. No. That's the texture, very different. I, I don't I don't personally do any of that. I don't toss them in flour. I pre-cook them, you know, even a couple of hours ahead or the night before. A little bit of salt will stop them from discolouring because they will kind okay. of oxidise and then toss them in But the you would toss them dripping. in flour? Oh, no, in the beef dripping. No sorry, flour. sorry, did no you flour. say? Uh, sorry, yeah, I no, no, no flour. No, yeah. no, you not. know what I would do? Yeah. I Go would on. take them outside into the cold from the warm, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and just kind of shake them slightly for a minute, and I think you get that good you're rough, right. rough edges on them. Well, then. you know what? If you um, when you're par cooking them, if you kind of definitely undercook them, drain them, and then just bash them against the saucepan because that yeah. gives a nice bit of texture. You're right. So you yeah, but out, out, into the the, out into the cold okay. actually is is the way I was always taught to do that. That's a tip now. Yeah, yeah. Good man, Brendan. Now, the steam maybe. 
Right? Yeah. 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 Took, now, took while we're on vegetables, um, I obviously Nevin, uh, you know, the a massive trend this year has ah, been yeah. people cutting back on meat, even yes. if they're not cutting yes. meat out. Do you have any kind of suggestions for a kind of main course-ish recipe? I that have people. I've given you two veg? recipes. One is using sweet potato with a little bit of feta cheese. They're like potato cakes that can be made. Uh, they're done with a little bit of spiced yogurt and then a little bit of chili in there. So it's kind of like you can make them a day or two ahead, keep them in your fridge, and just literally grill them, pan fry them or bake them in the oven. So you grate, your, you grate your sweet potato. Now you can use squash, you can use pumpkin. They're all in season. Bit of feta cheese. Uh, you can leave the cheese out, obviously, if you want to, or you can mix it up with different cheeses and then a little touch of chili. I've also given you another recipe uh, for couscous because couscous can be so bland and insipid. You need to get lots of flavour in there with different spices. There's dried cranberry, there's toasted um, pine nuts in that, and then some roasted vegetables and a light little buttermilk dressing. So I'm talking about lots of lovely baby vegetables. Uh, beetroot, carrots, all those root vegetables that are in season at the minute you roast them off a little bit of garlic some chilli so you're getting flavour in there and they'll take about maybe 40 minutes and that can be done Christmas Eve so say you have somebody or even if you don't want to eat meat maybe since Stephen's Day you could have that as a lovely alternative you know you could use up the leftover turkey I've given you a lovely recipe for satay but if you wanted just your vegetables and, and couscous mm. it's lovely and light so it is while we're on vegetables in terms of sprouts now they oh. get a bad rap I love a sprout I love but so um, now we have taken to doing a kind of a mash kind of really gratin okay. now Okay. which which yeah, works yeah. even the kids will eat yeah, yeah. What, what, what do you do everyone's trying to make sprouts not seem like sprouts what yeah you're you right to exactly. make them well, not well, like sprouts well I have two ideas first of all if the oven's busy a stir fry so you pre-cook them Christmas Eve steam them put them into cold water so you cut them in half by the way and then that keeps them lovely and fresh stir fry them with a little bit of red onion garlic ginger and some toasted pine nuts and dried cranberries so that's a lovely way in a wok a little touch of soya works well there but uh, the way I do it okay. is with white sauce so I pre-cook them drizzle some white sauce over it red onion smoked bacon breadcrumbs and walnuts it's like a crumble now the only thing oh, with that wow. it's delicious yeah. but it's rich rich, oh my God. rich. Mm. I can, I can imagine gorgeous. yeah but it look let's so nice. face it I think in general you yes. could say that the key to making sprouts uh, delicious is the same as everything <laughs> to jazz them but, 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 well butter, <laughs> butter and cream you. butter and a bit of cream good, maybe I, I, you know, that's sure, it, it yeah. works as everything in moderation yeah, yeah. that's it good, good, um, good, good dairy produce now Aoife beer with Christmas dinner I do like a beer with a meal what are you recommending for Christmas dinner for a beer okay well I, I've really uh, fallen in love with kind of lower alcohol beers. Not that I, I'm drinking them all the time, but I love kind of having the option, and especially on a day like Christmas where, you know, if you are starting a champagne at noon, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. um, you want to be just pacing yourself a little bit. Yeah. Um, so um, one of the, the drinks that I love if I want to just drink slowly as well, it's low, it's low in alcohol, it's 3.5%, but also it's a sour beer, so you drink it slower. So it's it's the White Hag Puka. Uh, they call it puka because it's it's a kind of a, a, a shape shifter, and uh, this version that they have out at the minute is the berry and hibiscus. It's just gorgeous. It's really uh, bright flavors. Like it is sour now, uh, but it's but it's actually that acidity is great with food. So that could be a really interesting one. And it's it's kind of like a pink color. Um, the the berry and hibiscus give it a little a kind of extra kind of flavor. Um, something like the um. The, there's there's a couple of Christmas beers out at the minute. Meskin um, up in, in Westport have a gorgeous Christmas beer, uh, the uh, Bjord Nanulig. That's like a dark amber. It's a Belgian style. And it, they're quite different because a lot of the, the Irish craft breweries are all about the hops. These guys mm. are going more the Belgian style. So it's more about the kind of Belgian Abbey yeast and it's really warm, rich kind of flavours. And that would be gorgeous to kind of maybe finish the meal and see you like into the cheese board kind of thing. Um, another beautiful... Um, 
beer for sharing again is the uh, Rye River Garnet Imperial Brown Ale. So it's been aged for seven months in cognac barrels. This is fourteen ninety nine for seventy five centimeters. For, for, I see here yeah, so. for for, a, for a, a wine bottle size, you know, yeah. and it's also nine point five percent. Yeah, so you're getting so it's, bang for your it's bottle. It's like drinking okay. a wine. You is have it? to yeah, treat okay. it like a wine. Okay, okay. you yeah. would not want to be. It's, it is not what they would call sessionable. It is absolutely yeah. not sessionable, okay. no. People are on asking about um, alcohol-free options in wine and beer. Yeah, okay. So there's there's some great ones out there. Um, I mean, on the wines, personally, I find a lot of the alcohol-free wines are a bit on the fruity side. Um, so, I mean, that's fine if you if you like that kind of style. Um, but um, I one of the one of the better ones is actually a. Um, Sorry, this is a alcohol, a low alcohol. Is is Dr. L Riesling? So, um, okay, that's down at eight point five percent. So that's kind of naturally low. But if you want to actually go for um, for the alcohol free, then I think um, something like the, the Taras, their their Muscat, and um, that, that's a that's a good drop. Um, and the 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 Freshnet do a good uh, sparkling. Um, in terms of of alcohol free beers, the best that I've come across is from Diageo. It's the Open Gate uh, Pure Brew. And they've actually they've identified yeah. a yeast so they can brew it fully without it uh, reducing the alcohol. Wow. So they're, most non-alcoholic beers, they have to make the beer and then take the alcohol out. So yeah, they're taking a lot of flavour out. Okay. Or else yeah. it ends up really malty and kind of like drinking Ovaltine. Okay. This tastes like a lager. And with, there's alcohol-free gins now as well? Yeah, there are. So um, the, the, the kind of market leaders were Seedlip and they, they're very good. I have a couple of pals who, who don't drink, who love going home and having their Seedlip seed and tonic at the end of a hard day. Um, but there's there's a few Irish ones. There's um, Silk Tree and then there's another one, Cedars. That's kind of more... Um, it's more kind of uh, cucumber flavour. So they're a really nice option if you want to serve something, you know, that, that feels like a little bit of a special occasion. You can dress up the glass, you can have your botanicals in the glass, you can mm. have a nice tonic. Poachers do, the Irish tonic, do a great range of tonics. That's lovely, isn't it? Um, so it's a nice option. And I think even if you just want to like switch it up a bit where you're you're having a few drinks, but then in between, mm-hmm. you're maybe having a non-alcoholic drink just again to pace, pace things, you know, makes that kind of like, you know, the, the, the family fights a little bit less likely to, to kick in, you know. Absolutely. And we have loads of low alcohol and alcohol free options. That's yeah. all up on the website, rt.ie forward slash Marion. Um, Aoife, briefly, you want to make a plea for Irish cider because I guess a lot of us, our idea of cider is, uh, yeah, you know, it's... it's Exactly. It's sweet <laughs> and it's sticky and it's, you know... If, so if anyone has been to Normandy or to, to France and you've had the dry ciders there, you'll know that cider can be a totally different experience. And there are some really amazing Irish cider producers now today. And there's there's pretty much like you can like, for example, now, uh, Brendan, you're from Cork, right? So you could just go, well, what's local to me? There's there's, there's Stonewell, who are fantastic we'll uh, producer. Longville, who who are one of the kind of oldest ones in the country. And then Kilahora, um, who do the oh. Johnny Fall Down ciders. Three brilliant producers just in Cork. You could take your pick. You could take a little taste okay. of each. Very, very food friendly. Um, they're fermented rather than brewed. So they're actually more like they're like the Irish wine. You could, they could be considered the Irish wine, all Irish ingredients and some really good food-friendly dry styles. And one other thing people are wondering, Aoife, is um, what's a good bargain in an actual champagne at the moment? So um, there is, I mean, there's, 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 there's quite a few um, out there from like the, the, the all the kind of supermarkets have really upped their game. But I would kind of recommend for a really good, like in terms of price, 1999 in Aldi at the minute, the Veuve Monsignor, um, they have, I mean, if you wanted to go up a step, 
pay an extra tenner, they have their their 2010 vintage, so much more complexity. But actually, the you know the regular the the non vintage is is very it has nice toasty notes, but it's really refreshing and it's you know it's a nice kind of affordable drop and and in a typical champagne style. Okay, and look, guys, time is against us, but I there know. is plenty more uh, up there, and also about port and stuff like that a few mm. recommendations there which is something people do get Love into at this time of year Nevin can I finish up asking you about uh, Vera's sherry trifle before <laughs> we go so yeah my mother obviously uh, this is her signature recipe um, so you mull the berries and this can remember you at the start you were asking about what you can make ahead the berries can be poached and what you do get frozen berries uh, you poach them in a little bit of port or red wine some cinnamon and then you pour that over the berries and that can keep for three or four days a nice bit of Madeira cake and then some homemade custard or you can get some really good fresh custard uh, already made from good Irish producers put that on top and then you have a lovely layer of whipped cream and it's delicious so for not everyone likes as we know the Christmas pudding the problem is I like all three so uh, the Christmas pudding okay. the chocolate dessert <laughs> and, and you have the trifle well it's a long it's day gorgeous. it's a it's long, long day, day David you'll and be back. I, I need to go back to the dessert trough a few times you're brilliant the course yeah. of the day but no it's a lovely uh, recipe and okay. it's a lovely soda okay so. listen <laughs> Nevin and Aoife thank you both have very a great much Christmas, and happy Christmas thank you, and you now we romped through a lot there but as I say there is a lot all of that and much much more up on the website so you can check it out there and we'll take a break